Welcome to the All Walks of Art podcast, where I talk with artists and creatives from all walks of life to discuss their work, the stuff that makes them passionate, and the topics related to being a creative. If you are a traditional artist who paints, a musician, a performer, sculptor, or patron of the arts, this show's for you. Today, Paul and I are going to talk about why artists maybe should and should not compare themselves with others. And uh, basically, I had a whole bunch of stuff on my plate here, and I'm already comparing myself to others. I do this in my head all the time. But um, as you look in the modern era, we kind of look around and we we open Instagram, we open Facebook and, you know, the Twitter and all the other things that the kids are on today. And it's easy to look at everybody's posting their best. Uh, sometimes there's some, you know, racy stuff on there and sometimes there's some other stuff on there and you know we just we get into a habit of saying well my life isn't as good as theirs or maybe not I don't know maybe it's just me but anyway I'm going to welcome Paul to the show I'm glad he's here because he's the only person I can get in this region to actually sit in a little room with me and talk hello hello it's good to have you it's good to be here so what do you think I mean, I really, I really kind of looked at this and thought to myself, is it a problem? Do we, do we really have a problem or, or should we be comparing ourselves to others? I mean, as, as artists, I I think there's always a judgmental, egotistical, even if it's not on purpose, mental state that we all look at something and go, I could do that. Or that guy's better than me. It's human nature, though. I think uh, it's broader than that. Look at all the artists on social media, or all the non-artists, rather, on social media. They compare themselves to one another constantly. So, of course, if artists are made up of people, they're going to do that, too. You're going to constantly compare yourself to somebody else. Am I good enough? Is this, This is better than that, guys, so I must be validated, or this isn't as good as this person's so I'm invalidated. Yeah. yeah. Is it healthy? You think, I mean, should we, should we be doing it? I mean, a little bit of competition, I guess in, in the, the thought process of competition, I think it is a good thing. You know, if you want to get better than that guy, you have to have a bar yeah. to strive for, or how will you know that you've gotten over it? But, yeah. But I think everybody's unique from their perspective, even if they're doing the same exact thing. No one has the same experiences they're putting into it. So their perspective is always going to be just a little bit different. So I think you can't get, it's not the end all be all in my opinion. Yeah. And it can bring you down. And that's really why I wanted to talk about this a little bit. It can sap creativity. It can. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, And that's why you're here. You're so good at this sucking other stuff out of things. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, It it can really sap you of your creativity. I, I know personally um it's easy for me to fall into a trap where i'll go on instagram and i'll see uh, a lot of other artists who are painting and they're just they're doing fantastic work um eric copel comes to mind he's a fantastic landscape painter he's he's working in the tradition of uh the hudson river school i don't know if you're familiar with that or not but um it's it, it's just magical it's it's like it really puts the true look of what our eyes see in a painting and and I've not seen anything like that with a fo- with a photograph or even other landscape artists and when I see his work it's just like oh, I'll never do that I'll never be that good I'll never ever even achieve that level of of mastery when it comes to painting a landscape and he does a lot of it on location on plein air as they say and um it's frustrating and that's at some point that gets into my head and I'm like, all right, time to quit. And I I think that in general is the reason artists should not compare themselves to others. Do you agree with that? Uh, No, not really. Taking it from a, a musical side, you could start practicing right now. You're never going to be as good as Steve Vai. You mm-hmm. could you could practice from now until and live to 150. You're just not going to be that good. Mm-hmm. I listen to, or I listen to Billy Sheehan, huge influence on me as a bass player. Mm-hmm. I don't play like that. 
I'm, I'm not going to play like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't look at, I don't look at them as discouragements. I look at them as, wow, look, look what they're doing. You know, what little piece of that can I bring to my art? Yeah. But if I gauge my whole, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? If, if I gauge my whole self-worth to whether I get to that level of proficiency, mm-hmm. proficiency yeah. I'll never make it. I'm a failure. Yeah. I will always, I'm starting off. I'm that never. That doesn't bring you down at all. I mean, it doesn't ever make you just want to, uh, you know? <laughs> no, because that's not necessarily, that's not what I want to do necessarily. I don't want to, like you, is that, yeah. is painting landscapes like that your ultimate goal? Uh, I don't uh, see, I don't see a lot of that in here yeah. necessarily. Yeah. So I, I guess you know, I've never really given any thought. Maybe you're kind of pointing this in the right direction for me. This is almost like a therapy session, Paul. Well, why is that bringing you down <laughs> if that's not really what you're trying to do exactly anyway? I, I think I aspire to be a really good plein air painter. It's something I really want to do. I, I love being outside, you know, and and we're going to get off topic here just a little bit, but I, I love painting outside and I'm terrible at it. I really am. I get out there with the oil paints and uh, it's just not as controlled. I know the light is fleeting it's it's on its way out i mean even here in the studio right now the lights changed dramatically in the the last 20 minutes and you know when you're standing out there and you got all this stuff set up you pack yourself in you 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 put your easel up your field easel and you put your paints out and you're looking at that landscape and and you're seeing the light change it's such a challenge and i want to be good at it and and i know there's people out there who are not good at it and that gives me a little bit of hope. I mean, they're, they're enjoying it. Maybe, maybe that's my problem. I, I look at the end result too much and not live in the moment when I'm actually painting. I don't know. Right. Um, so yeah, I do aspire to, to be a better landscape artist. Um, but is that like his, the, the things you're talking about, he does when you look at that, it in the back of your mind, is it, is it not just in all, of wow, this person's really talented. They're really capturing this. But is it that's ex- that's exactly what I would have done if I'd paint this? This is how I see it. This is yeah. what I want mine to look like. Is that what you're saying? Uh, to some degree, yes. To other degree, no. Right. Um, so you take you take what you can from him and his talent and apply that to you because you're not trying to do the exact same thing. True. True. See how this is easy. We, we've been talking for eight minutes and Paul's already straightened me up and made me realize that I got to stop comparing myself to others. <laughs> well, what, what cracks me up or, or makes me, this just kind of whole reminds me of the whole Dave Mustaine, mm-hmm. you know, Metallica, Megadeth thing. Yeah. Megadeth. Good story. Is, you know, yeah, for those who don't know, Dave Mustaine was in Metallica at the beginning. He gets kicked out of the band. They go off, become the biggest band ever. Yeah. Megadeth goes off, becomes the second biggest band ever yeah, yeah. In, in metal. Yeah, a titan of that genre of music. Always one step behind. Now, his motivation's a little different. You get kicked out of a business, you know, a partnership dissolves. You know, there's a little bit, you want to stick it to the, the mm-hmm. guy that did you wrong. I mm-hmm. get that. But in any metric, if Metallica didn't exist... Megadeth would have been the top, you know, metal band. Sure, you know, sure. They reached mainstream success. Yeah. Uh, put out uh, a big prolific um, set of music. But because Metallica exists, they're number two. <laughs> so you think, I-, I wish I could be as successful as-, as Megadeth. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I think this. I couldn't even imagine the stress that Dave Mustaine was under, you know, getting left. What was in New York city is where he was, where they left him. Yeah. And what the famous line, when does my plane leave? And they gave him a bus ticket. Yeah. Um, you know, so I wouldn't even attempt to try to understand what was going through his mind all those days. And, and I would say by now he's put a lot of it behind him. I know they've been on stage together since, um, but he's got that bar yeah. that he was achieving, and every time he hit it, the bar was raised just a little yeah, bit Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And and it, I was getting ready to say maybe even unfairly because for a lot of for a lot of reasons, I see Megadeth as a better band than Metallica. 
Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily argue that with you. Yeah, I mean, it's just, especially now. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, there's so much. Megadeth just keeps cranking it out, right? You know, and I'm not saying Metallica isn't, but Metallica just at, at to some degree after Ride the Lightning, I just really haven't been totally impressed. I like Justice for All, you know, I, right. I guess, but. I don't know. That's a whole nother topic. I, you know, here we are comparing albums and comparing bands and things. Um, but you know, that's totally subjective from yeah, two yeah, guys. That's, that's not, that's not in the band. And that, you know, as, as an artist, I think, you know, that fueled Dave, that was good. Maybe that negativity you know, that yeah. fueled him to, to get where he's at. And you have to know sometimes at night he thinks, man, I didn't, I didn't reach the level of success yeah. that they did. Yeah. But you have to, you have to be happy and acknowledge it. Look at the success I did have, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, He's iconic. Yeah, I would love to ask him right now. Did you ever compare yourself? And and I kind of know the answer. I almost, I think emphatically, he would have to look at you and say, "Well, yeah, I compared myself. I compared myself every day." I mean, why yeah, wouldn't you? Right. You know. Well, I think they talked about. They showed in. I forget what the the. The, uh, was it the some kind of monster? I think that's yeah, uh, documentary thing. And yeah. they were all in therapy together, and that oh, come yeah, up, yeah. that come up some with you know. Phil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not the Phil on TV, but a different Phil. Yeah, prob- this guy probably had an actual degree though. So yeah, yeah, he, not to compare. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I just find it interesting. Um, I guess you could go back in time and and look at some of these other thinking in terms of uh, traditional arts like painting and, and whatnot, but um, you know, they didn't have Instagram, they didn't have Facebook and all those things. And I, I would venture to say they still compared themselves. I mean, there was a big um, in, in France, there was, you know, the, the salon um, culture, they would uh, set up, they'd have a show and certain artists would be there like Matisse and, um, you, just, you can name any of them from that time period and have that, that pop up. And if you weren't invited to one of those, you know, I, I would say there'd be some comparison issues for you too. And you'd walk in and look, and maybe if you went to the show to look at it, there'd be, I, I can do this. Why is this person here? Not me. And, you know, I don't know, I guess we've always probably through history, we've always compared ourselves to others, but I, I tend to think it can, it can be a negative impact and I don't want to stick with the negative impact problem because I think there's a positive impact too. Cause like you said, with the bar, I think it's really important that we do ha- set a bar. Otherwise um, we don't get better. We just kind of mellow out and that's where we stay. But that's, that's the whole idea with the should and should not compare ourselves. That's that I mentioned earlier that um, I'm, I'm having a hard time wrapping this up in a, in a, tight little package for everybody to listen to, but it can be very disheartening if you let it. Yes. Somebody else's talent, somebody else's success, somebody else's. Oh yeah. You know, environment. Yeah. If, if you let it, if you let it, it will, it can and will break you. Yeah. You just can't let it. Yeah. You you have to, you got to take, especially I think as, as artists, you have to take the positive out of everything and mm-hmm. everyone and put that in your bag of, you know, whether it's in your mind, if it's in your actual bag, if it's a technique, um, and you have to let the negative go. You, you cannot, you're never going to be somebody else. You're never going to be as good as them. If you're wanting to be them, you have to find your own success. Right. You have to. Let me segue this into beer because that's something that some of our listeners may be able to wrap their heads around. You know, if, if you're a singer, right. And your, your vocal range is, is, you know, trained, you can get to a level of where you can go low and go high. And, and, you know, I'm going to pull all the technical crap out of it and just say at some level, that person's voice is only going to be that person's voice. You you just, they're not going to, not like an impressionist. They're not just going to change to be somebody else. Do you agree with that? Correct. All right. So in terms of beer, a light beer will never be an IPA. You agree with that? <laughs> uh, I suppose I do. All right. You're probably thinking, where's he going with this? I don't understand. Well, first of all, I can't go anywhere if I don't find the opener. There it is. There it is. 
little bitty thing. So for listeners at home, and for those of you who know me already, uh, I don't particularly like light beer. I keep I keep light beer on hand for guests. And uh, I was quite surprised when Paul walked in. I said, "Hey, you want to you want to try a beer today?" And he said, "Well, I don't like light beer." Well, I don't like any beer, really. Well, yeah, yeah, but light's worse, right? I think so, probably. All right. Well, this is a Heineken. Most people hate Heineken for a lot of reasons. I don't want to say uh, I scratch that. I don't want to say most people hate it. A lot of people hate it in our region specifically because you know it comes in a green bottle. It's not real fresh. It's from Holland, and um, by the time it gets here, sits outside. You know they mishandle it. It sits in the light. It it can get skunky. So I'm going to open one. I'm going to let Paul experience a, a beer from Holland, just a taste. And uh, this this is uh, <laughs> it's actually Heineken Light for those of you um, who want to know. And uh, it's not particularly something I would drink. I'm not a light beer fan myself, but trust me, stick with me here for a second. This this is going somewhere. Looks like apple juice in the glass. It, it does. It does look like apple juice. Um, and and we're not we're not going overboard here. Uh, I'm kind of a beer snob. I think some of you might know that already. Uh, we also have a Columbus Brewing IPA. Now the difference between these two is one's a lager and one's an ale. They're both beer. They both classify as beer. But if if beer could think for itself. Do you think this light beer would be comparing itself to an IPA? Well, that, that's a good question. Go ahead and take a sip. I'm kind of anxious to see what. Oh, there it goes. Boy, he took the whole thing all at once. <laughs> he about spit it out right there. <laughs> I mean, it's terrible, but it's not as ter- <laughs> terrible, terrible as it could be. Right. I'm All just right. not a big beer guy, you know. All right. that, but, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's fine though, but because I want to compare, we're we're comparison, and I promise I have a place to go with this because it's important for all the artists who are listening. No matter what what you're doing, um, even if you don't like beer or if you don't like alcohol in general, this this has a. I have a point. So back to subjectivity thinking and on this point light beer light beer has its fans right light beer is loved by millions across the world and whether you're into the the american light beers or the the foreign light beers you know just whatever i'm not i'm not going to make us into a beer thing but um well, i kind of am it's subjective help me here because I'm, I'm losing it. I'm I'm thinking really, really tight, abstract. The, those two don't even go together. See? See where <laughs> I'm going with this? <laughs> Opposites. Well, we got light beer. We got dark beer. So, you know. <laughs> well, it's not really dark beer, right? I, I, this all hinges on Paul. And I oh, wish oh, you Lord. all could see him right now. Because um, I, I gave him a little... Li- I gave him a woman's drink, basically, and he's still sipping on it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's like I need him to be finished. <laughs> I hear that a lot. <laughs> so I I don't want to taint this for you. <laughs> this is a lot better colored. <laughs> it is. Just taste that. And uh this looks more like cider. Yeah, yeah, it's a little cloudier. Uh, Columbus Brewing Company, they're they're a great, great company. Now, I I have anticipation on what Paul is going to do when he drink the, drinks this. So let's all raise a glass to Paul and uh, give him just a second to enjoy this Bottoms wonderful up. IPA. Keep in mind, he just had a light beer from Holland. And oh there's the face. That's wow. the one I was looking for. All right. <laughs> okay. So I'll take that glass back because I knew you wouldn't like it. <laughs> wow. All right. So in comparison, they both similar, similar golden, you know, lighter colors. One's a little darker than the other. Um, but we, we, I specifically went with this light beer because I knew that it was so easy on the palate that 
it would be like, oh, the, the aftertaste is gone. There's nothing there. It's like water. I could have choked that down if I had to. Yeah, yeah. And in comparison, he got to try an IPA, which is, I think, more of a taste that people kind of get into over time, like Sour Patch Kids. I mean, it's got a real, you just don't give a Sour Patch Kid candy to somebody and not look at their face. Right. right? They're just, they're going to do something weird with it. I couldn't have drank that if you offered me a thousand dollars cash. So in comparison, and this is where I'm going with this. I, I think as artists, we have to understand if you're an IPA, you're never going to be a light beer. Okay. If you're a light beer, you're never going to be an IPA. And I think at some level we have to stop comparing ourselves to others and just be ourselves, and actually give the world what we're best at. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, anytime I can bring a beer analogy into this, I want to. So because I I like beer. Do you? Yeah, I've I've, I've heard that. Yeah, there was a, a time they called me the thirsty muse. Not so long ago. Yeah. Is there uh, some type of uh, <laughs> orange or something in that? It tastes like there's orange pills in it to me. That's really good. You figured that out. Uh, a lot of IPAs have a citrus flavor. There's a citrus hop, uh, citra hop in a lot of them. Uh, it's a cascade hops are kind of common in them as well. And the oils from the, the hops tend to bring out a lot of a, a grassy, piney, um, almost citrusy flavor to them. And, and honestly, I think an IPA is delicious with uh, fish tacos and you know, all the uh, Latin food that's out there that, you know, it's just really good with that kind of stuff. It cleans the palate really well in between, you know, your bites and stuff. That's, I think it's really good. That's, that's, it's like pairing, uh, excuse me, that just came out of nowhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know, you can, you can take like a porter or a, a really dark, beer and it goes good with a steak and, and things like that. So I don't know. That's why I like beer so much. It's so it goes with so many different things. Um, I don't know. I don't know. That's kind of a secondary topic for us. And, uh, you know, I don't want to go that, go down that route. Well, alcohol is interesting when you get into it. It is. It is. It's something I can talk easily about. I mean, I, for several times I've wanted to do a podcast like this for alcohol, but um, for lack of better words, it just never really happened. So, uh, I will say this, we tend to both be a little too relaxed for the show today. <laughs> we are very relaxed. Very relaxed. <laughs> I, uh, I just got back from a child's birthday. My, my grandsons, both of them, um, they, they have a, not, not, they weren't, they're not twins. They're a couple of years between them, but they share a birthday party and you know, it's, Reminiscent of me and my grandfather, we shared our birthday parties together. So it was kind of cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm a little worn out too. There's a little bit of a, whew, I'm done. Grandpa's time to sit down, have a beer, watch TV, do something else. And then you came in and tell me, oh yeah, the muscle relaxers are really, they're kicking in and I'm just not, you know, I'm kind of tired. Yeah, so. I'm still dealing with my spine issue. Yeah. Yeah, he's still walking like, well, he doesn't quite walk like he has something in him, but um, not that I've ever seen that either. Wow. <laughs> wow, this can get really weird that's, fast. That's an image for you. It is, it is. Um, I, I'm stuck on comparison. You know, I, I don't, I'm, I'm kind of over talking about it, honestly. Um. As, as artists, you know, are, are we, is there anything unique anymore? Are we able to uh, create something new or are we just doing everything for shock value anymore? Whenever we see new, is it always just shock value? You brought up a, a photographer uh, before in pre-show here uh, that you don't have to mention any names because I don't, it doesn't matter. But uh, it was more, to me, it was more shock value than coming up with something unique maybe i don't i don't know i think it depends on the reason behind it yeah and i think usually you can i think the the audience the the listener the the um 
you know, the, the person that's just going to enjoy it, whether it's photography or a painting or music, I think they can tell that if it's just for shock or if that's really where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been part of, uh, you know, bloody deviant art and stuff right, and right. photographs and stuff before. And it was about trying to do something cool and fun and, yeah. and edgy, mm-hmm. but not just purely for, if you just want to shock somebody, I mean, there's easier ways to go. Oh about yeah. It. Yeah. Not saying that, you know, there are people that do that. I think that's like in with Marilyn Manson, I think in the beginning, um, yeah, it was a lot of it was shock value to get attention, but there was in the beginning there was more to it. Yeah, and I think it the cream usually rises to the yeah to the top, yeah, you know? and that that's a great topic in and of itself. Um, I used to get a little bit of crap from people saying, "Well, he's just a shock artist. Why do you like him?" and all this that, and there's so much more to it than that. Why do why do people go to horror movies? You know, it's the same thing. Exactly, you, you want to get shocked a little bit. You want to have that part of your uh, insides just shaken up, you know. We, if every movie was exact again, comparison. If, if every movie was exactly the same, it was all in the drama category, and it was all about a woman falling in love with a man, and he went off to war, and blah blah blah. Life would be boring. Exactly. Every movie would be the same, but thankfully we can go see Jason one of the, what, 17, 18, 19 videos of this. (laughs) Anyway, but we can get shocked if we want to, if that's your thing. You can go to a Marvel movie if that's your thing. And um, again, it's, I mean, it's just like the beer. You got to have the different kinds. You got to have, variety is the spice of life. And I really do believe that. And I think when we compare ourselves to others, maybe we're missing the fact that we're not putting any variety in it. We're trying to be like somebody else because we see their level of success and we want that too. And we think the only reason they're successful is because of what they're doing. And I don't think that's true. I think their level of success probably came from a good business sense, uh, being in the right place at the right time, a little bit of luck. Um, maybe they were interesting enough or unique enough or new enough at the time when they come out that it built, a nice platform for them to start building a business on. And such is the case with Marilyn Manson. I think at the right time he came into the picture when uh, it was a new generation, you know, uh, the Alice Cooper fans weren't really uh, young anymore. And Marilyn Manson was bringing in the the younger crowd because he was new uh, doing some things. And I remember the first time I heard, um, Oh, the, the, the Eurythmics remake. That Sweet he did. Dreams. Yeah. That, that blew me away. Yeah. I was like, man, that's, that's just dark. It's, it's weird that he could take a pop song and make it that way. You know, it's just insane. He does his own thing, man. Yeah. And it was, especially beginning, but that's, that's also, I think that shows how things can change really quickly. Cause you know, those, those first couple albums, they were a band. They're just like Alice Cooper in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It was Alice Cooper. And then a guy became Alice Cooper. Yeah. In the beginning, Marilyn Manson was a band. And I think once Daisy Berkowitz, the original guitar player was gone and, and Marilyn had his own fame. Mm-hmm. It, it's a little different when you're working with somebody and you can tell them what to do. Yeah. And I think the music suffered. And then a lot of the stuff, it was more about shock in the later years and not really about, substance or how is this how is this propelling the the music how is this moving the art in general is this performance art is it um i think i think it is yeah i think what he does is definitely um but i just think he him like uh a lot of other artists i think mustaine too um you can tell by the music he made when ellison wasn't in the band if you don't have somebody in the band it's going to push back on you yeah um I think your music suffers sometimes. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. Uh, and it's for anybody who's never been in a band before, um, the, you get that many people together, uh, especially in, in, uh, I'm not talking like big bands or anything like that. Nothing like the count Basie count Basie orchestra, but more like, a you know, like a three piece band or four piece band where one guy plays bass, one guy or two guys play guitar and somebody sings and, you always have the drummer um, doing <laughs> doing his thing. Um, but I think you get all those egos together. And, and I'm saying ego in a nice way. I'm not trying to say it in a bad way. 
Uh, I think our society has turned ego into such a bad thing. I think every artist needs an ego to some degree. Uh, yeah, you can't be spineless. No, you, if, no. You, if you have a vision, you gotta. Yeah, you gotta have enough conviction. Oh to, yeah, that's not to say that you can't take criticism or or um, instruction. Yeah, well, you know you have yeah. to be open to that because maybe there are better ways. But when you know deep down in your heart you want to do something a certain way, then that's what you got to do. Oh yeah, yeah. I I think when you put two at least two people in those in those smaller bands, if you put at least two people together who to the outside world they appear to not get along, but they have a mutual agreement that this is our band and this is what we put together. It's not personal anymore. It's it's the for the greater good exactly, and, and it's, it's healthy. There's a healthy bit of, uh, competition. You know, one guy doesn't like this. One guy doesn't like that. The critique of it in general is good for the band growth. And I, I think that's why we always have so many stories of bands falling apart. Look, it's not always a Yoko Ono situation. Sometimes, you know, the drummer and the singer just hate each other. And it grows and grows and grows into they can't even be on stage together. And it's a very common thing in bands. Uh, we don't see it so much in art because art's such a personal thing um, in terms of like a painter or sculptor or whatever. But um, performers see it. You know, they, they get it to one dancer wants to be better than the other dancer or whatever. But that's where the comparison starts to really hit. You know, I've, I've been in bands where uh, the singer was a drummer and there was always this kind of uh, almost like, no, this, this is the way I want it played kind of a thing. And it, it starts to add tension in a not good way. Yeah. That's the worst. So I don't know. Comparison, comparison can be a really evil thing. It could be a really good thing. Uh, I hate to use the word should or should not because it's, it's judgmental on my part, but you know, I, I think as, as creatives in general, whether you're an artist or anything like that, um, if you create stuff, that's why I say creatives. Um, I think you, you can compare yourself to some degree but you need to be open-minded to realize that at some level you've got to be you. Does that make sense? Yeah. That, yeah. That's my philosophy as well. So, uh, Ozzy's sick. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I'm kind of over the, the comparison thing. I want to talk about something fun. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. I thought you, you know, you were going comparisons. I thought we were going to compare Ozzy to Dio. So well, oh, don't go there. <laughs> that's talk about polarizing. I think it's, a, I think it's a great, that's uh, a great topic. It's a great example too of, you know, black Sabbath became two bands and how do you compare, you know, how do you compare, uh, uh poor pigs or paranoid to, oh, yeah, to yeah. uh, children of hell or heaven and hell. Oh yeah. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Why can't yeah. they both be great? They are. I think they are both great. It's like uh Mac and cheese. You know, you max good by itself. Cheese is wonderful by itself. You put them together. Oh, it's, man. Wow. Yeah. Man. Okay. So I'm just going to jump in here real quick. Um, at this point in our conversation, Paul and I, we were talking about Mac and cheese and Dio and Ozzy. And we had just come off a long, uh, 20 to 30 minute conversation about comparison and as luck would have it, we carried on our conversation well into another half an hour. And I, I have to admit, as we were talking, um, the headphone cord uh, to my headphones somehow got wrapped around the main fader of the mixing board. And I was able to turn our audio down to where it wasn't recording anymore. Now, it's funny because the two of us sat here trying to figure out, well, how could this have happened? Did we have a card failure? Did we do something stupid? And um, as, as luck would have it, I sat here and compared myself to others that I know of that are much better at recording podcasts than me. And, you know, I sat here trying to figure out what, what did I do? It, it had to be me. 
and we looked at the the levels of each of our mics and uh, I really started looking at my recorder thinking the recorder itself was probably failing or there was some sort of problem and I was really getting a little bit frustrated with it. And uh, we were tired. Paul had uh, endured sitting on the chair for uh, all that time, and, and his back is still out. He laid on the ground. I gave a little story about uh, how I watched a, a cartoon called Hilda and how I was really impressed with Hilda. I wish I could even recall what all I was talking about there and how it related to comparisons and having adventure and and basically just being an artist. But, you know we got finished and we realized we lost a good 40 minutes of our conversation because I screwed up basically. And, uh, neither one of us really wanted to sit and record anymore. We were done. Uh, I was hungry. Uh, I, you know, we have a time frame. Uh, we schedule this time to do it and, uh, we were over that time. So, I really sat here and I thought for a while and I said to myself, well, maybe, maybe I can record a little bit later. I'll add something to the end. Um, you know, all these other things. And, and, and I almost, almost canned episode six. And then it dawned on me, no, 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 no. If we, if we can it and I don't put it out there, then everything we did today was kind of a waste of time. And I didn't want to waste Paul's time. I don't want to waste my time. And, and I certainly don't want to, skip over a week because it'll be uh, a total of four weeks without a podcast if, if we were to skip a week. Um, so as luck would have it, uh, Paul left and uh, I decided that my wife and I, we would go down and get some pizza. So we went down and had some pizza at a, a local pizza place that we've, we've never been to before and uh, listened to some tunes while we were there, they had a jukebox, uh, one of those touch tunes things, I think is what they call them. But I started putting in music and I was comparing younger me to newer me. Everything is a comparison. And maybe, maybe Paul is right. You know, in, in the beginning of this podcast, Paul was talking to me as if, you know, do you want to want to be like that? And um, mainly when we were talking about paintings, how I wanted to be a landscape painter and, um, or at least improve my landscape painting, uh, abilities. And, uh, I'm saying, uh, a lot. I really appreciate, appreciate everybody listening to it, even though I'm still saying, uh, but something that really struck a chord with me with, with Paul, um, I got to thinking maybe it, maybe the comparison topic that we're talking about here, one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it so much was probably because I do it more than I should. And, you know, the, the whole conversation that got dropped that, that I unfortunately didn't get recorded or captured, however you want to look at it, had some really good information in there that I wish I could recall. So I'm sitting down there eating the pizza and I'm, I'm having a good time. Now picture this in your head. We're in this restaurant, um, about 15 minutes from my home and the pizza is piping hot and I've, I've already done burn my mouth. Uh, they do not sell beer there, which was kind of a bummer. I was really looking forward to having uh, a, a glass of beer or drink a beer with my, my pizza. I mean, you know, so I settled for root beer and it was fine. That's, that's, that's all good. Playing along with the touch tunes. I, I put some Tesla on there. Um, did some Motley Crue, threw in a little bit of Ozzy, uh, had a couple of Dio fronted versions of uh, Black Sabbath. And I got to giggle a little bit that, you know, here we were talking about mac and cheese and Dio and Ozzy being in the mac and cheese of metal um, music. And I, you know, not, to, not, not really bringing him down. I'm not really going to throw it out there. <laughs> no, no offense in that is what I'm trying to say. Um, I was, I was having a good time. I always like spending some time with my wife and, uh, we don't do it enough. I'm either painting or on the computer blogging or doing these podcasts and going to work, um, all these things. But I think 
as a society as of artists, creatives, we get in our little ruts. You know, we, we sit down and we say, okay, this is how I do it. This is what society expects of me. And we fall into this rut. We become complacent with what we do. And I got to tell you, I mean, even, even talking right now uh, in this little studio of mine, uh, Paul's not here. I don't have anything, anyone to bounce things off of and talk to. I realize that art is a very solitary thing. Even if you're in a band, um, you know, we all have to create, we all put ourselves into it. And I think at, at the, the core of that, that is why we tend to compare ourselves with others. Um, we want to know what people think of our work. We want people to like our work. We uh, want to be like other people. We want success. We want all the things that go along with being a master at our craft. Um you know, having that pizza and that time away brought a little bit of clarity to what today's podcast was for me. And uh, I'm not trying to be all down and, and I definitely don't want to be all down because we had a good time. We really did. We, in fact, we both talked afterwards. This was probably one of our better conversational podcasts. Um, I mean, as I sit here, even thinking about it, uh, we basically talked, you know, it was, it was a little more somber. He was very relaxed. Uh, still trying to take care of his back, of course. And, you know, I, I want these podcasts to be more lounge like I want people to come in and, you know, turn the podcast on and sit down and whatever they do with it. You know, I like, to, I think I might've mentioned this before. I like to paint while I listen to podcasts and, you know, sitting around listening to somebody else talk about something sometimes relaxes me. And I, I hope, I hope I have that effect on people too. Uh, as we were wrapping up and, and, uh, we got finished with the podcast and we realized what we had done or what I had done rather to really screw the pooch on this. I looked at it and said, you know, I can probably finish something up. I'll throw something in here and I'll discuss it. And, uh, the, the whole concept of comparison is really kind of a short discussion. It, it's a personal discussion. And I thought to myself, man, how am I, how am I going to do this without Paul? How am I going to, how am I going to finish this? How am I going to throw 30 minutes up on this particular podcast and make it actually sound like it was still part of the podcast before, I'm just not that good, you know, and that's when it clicked. That's when it clicked for me that it, everything we do as artists is a comparison, every single thing, you know, whether you think you're doing it or not, I think all of us do it subconsciously as I'm sitting here talking right now at this very moment, there is a subconscious decision to think about what it is I'm about to say. And, you know, I can have notes in front of me. I can do all the preparation I want and all these other things, but the core of it is no matter what I do, there's an expectation that this podcast has to be like something else for you to enjoy it. And it doesn't in, uh, let me back up a little bit. Let me make, make that very clear. That's my expectation that it has to be good enough for you to enjoy it. Now, clearly people are enjoying it. We're getting quite a few downloads every day. There's people subscribing uh, quite a bit. And, and I'm very thrilled with that. In fact, I'd rather sit here and talk into a microphone in a lot of cases more than painting a picture or blogging or any of the other things I do. Um, as let me back up here. Um, and, and I'm finding it very difficult to ramble without Paul here. 
uh, I keep looking at the time. I keep thinking, wow, that was, that was only 10 minutes. That was only five minutes. That was, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's hard. And I find myself repeating some of the things that, or at least thinking I'm repeating some of the things, but I, I think I needed this break. I think I needed something to fail for me today, for me to realize that there's a lot more to it than just comparing myself or comparing this podcast or comparing my art or my blogging or any of these other things. There's more to it than that. It, it does lie in our own heads. You know, when you're looking at Instagram and you're seeing what somebody posted, it's easy to sit there and go, wow, they're, man, they've really got it together. That's really good. Well, yeah, you're not seeing what went into that picture. You know, there may have been uh, a makeup crew there. There was probably a professional photographer there. There was all kinds of other things. You know, there's a lot behind the scenes that none of us really get to see. And and barring all the other nonsense on Facebook, you know, the the whole political crap, all the other stuff that people throw in there, the, Hey, the woe is me doing this, blah, 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 blah. There is some good content on Facebook that makes us look at it and go, tag on that person's talented. And that adds to our anxiety of getting better. Then you go to Twitter and you see people just constantly posting. It's like, they're always doing something right. Uh, me personally, when I'm, you know, it's hard for me to always find something to do. And I start to get into this, uh, fear of missing out kind of a thing, or, uh, I'm just not participating as an artist enough. It gets really, really hard not to compare yourself to other people. If you're doing that, I would suggest number one, stop looking at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Snapchat and all the other things that we do. Just stop looking at them. Stop comparing yourself with other people and realize that, you know, you're unique. You're the IPA. They're the light beer. You're the Mac. They're the cheese. You know, we can, we can sit there and go back and forth with all these analogies, but the bottom line is you have to look at yourself and go, maybe it's just me. Maybe, maybe I need to stop comparing myself to other people because it's hindering my ability to make art. Now on the, on the flip side of that, on the other side of the coin, it can be healthy if you don't let it tear you down. All right. So think of it this way. If you're comparing yourself to somebody else and you're able to not get down about it, which is very hard to do, I think, and it is for me, make sure you look at the fact that if that's the bar, if that's the standard you're looking at and you're saying, I want to be that good. I want to be that interesting. I want to be um, an artist that people admire like this person, then use that as the bar. Uh, in our conversation before I failed miserably here uh, and and let the, the volume control go down on us, I talked a little bit about this whole situation of setting the bar and and you have to realize you're in the same game as everybody else. The day you decided you wanted to be an artist was the day that you joined the team, you joined the game, you entered the arena, whatever you want to call it. That was your moment when you said to yourself, I want to play too. And that's when you really kind of have to stop comparing yourself in a negative way and start comparing yourself in a positive way and say, you know, there's the bar, there's the standard. I need to be that good. Or I need people to like the work that I do that much. And it was so much better when Paul was here because I I did a much better job of trying to explain that than I am now. And I'm full of pizza. And, um, you know, we're getting ready to watch a movie. It's movie night at at the Worth house. And uh, my wife and I typically rent or find a free movie that we can watch. And we sit and enjoy a movie. It's it's become something fun. It can be a little bit aggravating too. Don't get me wrong, but uh, she just cannot pick a movie for nothing. <laughs> so as I'm throwing her under the bus, um, you know, it, it's just uh, as an artist, you know, you got to make art. You got to be you. You got to put it out there. You're part of the game now. 
And if you've listened this far, I'm, I'm really, I'm thankful. Um, I'm going to pull up a couple things here. Paul was supposed to plug his band MG Flash. And um, that kind of failed too because it didn't get recorded. And I'm, I'm going to plug MG Flash for him. Uh, that's one of his rock bands that he's in. Um, great, great rock band. I'm going to pull them up on the computer right now just so I can make sure that I give you the actual place to find them. Um, I think in another episode we talked about uh, MG Flash and where the the MG came from and all that stuff, but his, his friend Ryan Coyer, um, that was one of his handles, MG Flash, but Anyway, if you go to MG Flash, M is in Mike, G is in G, I can't think of a word, flash.com, you will actually find all their stuff. You can you can find them on iTunes, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, um, I think Spotify, yeah, Spotify, Facebook, uh, Bands in Town, and I'm going to brag a little bit about myself. The photography on the page is my photography. It's something I did with them. Really enjoyed that. I, uh, I always have a good time making photographs with friends. And um, yeah, go check them out. It's a, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool band. You need to hear them. So with that, I'm going to say bye for Paul since he can't do it. And uh I'm going to catch you guys on the next turn. I hope this wasn't a boring episode for you. If it was, you know, give it a, give it a thumbs up. If it was not, give it a thumbs up. Either way, give me a thumbs up. I could use the, uh, the ego boost myself. So stop comparing yourself with others. Do it in a positive way if you have to and get out there and make art. So yeah, that's really all I got today. Appreciate you being here. See ya.